Greetings, this is the founder of Empower7, Hyacinth Myers. I am just leaving you a short podcast, which is actually much longer than my normal ones. But this is actually taken from a talk I delivered today on the 11th of June at 11am for Hackney Carer Centre as part of the theme, Making Carers Visible. Thank you for listening. Greetings, everybody. My name is Hyacinth Myers, and I am a parent carer in the London Borough of Hackney. So today I've actually been asked to do this video for Hackney Carers Centre, and just to talk about my experiences as a BAME carer actually while this is now National Carers Week and the theme is about making carers visible. Um, It's actually a very um, interesting week. It's also been a very um, difficult last few weeks I think for everybody um, worldwide because there is now a lot of unrest but also because the last few months have been in lockdown due to the coronavirus and the globe having to shut down the economy is shut down people's businesses are shut down and life as we know it has shut down um today i'm hoping my talk is going to be a bit more inspirational actually just talking about some of the issues bame carers face but also um, some of the positives for you to do to basically build up your resilience and also some of the facts so I think actually before we start, it's actually really good to probably just start with a one minute silence. Um, actually, not just for um, George Floyd, the man who was actually brutally killed by police, but also for all the hundreds of other people that have been killed at the hands of actually systems that I'm hoping were broken down, systems of racism actually so I'm just going to do a one minute silence if you don't mind thank you Yeah, so deep breath. Um, I'm now pre-recording this because I went on to Instagram Live and Facebook Live this morning um, together at the same time and for some reason the um, signal kept on dropping in and out. So I had lovely people there live who were unable to hear or really um, see because at times they said it was freezing um, 
what I was talking about. So this is now been pre-recorded actually just so that you don't actually lose out. Thank you so much actually for being here. <clears throat> I'm going to keep taking drinks of water because I've got quite a, a sore dry throat. So my name is Hyacinth Myers and as I said before I am a parent carer to a child who has special educational needs and disabilities. My child is 14 years old. Um, he was born extremely premature at the age of 23 weeks and he was a twin. Um, unfortunately we lost his twin brother Shaka when he was three weeks old but my youngest son has um, fought really difficult battles. He was in hospital for the first six and a half months. He had heart surgery as well as a hernia operation. He has had pneumonia. He has had septicemia. He has been through the meal actually and the doctors are amazed because um, he was also ventilated for quite a long time and came home on oxygen. So he was on oxygen for the first near enough two years of his life. Um, so we've had a run, I've had a run with him. I'm also a single parent um, and I went through the birth and the death and raising now my sons because I also have an older son as well. Um, alone so yeah I think what I'm going to talk about really now is just about black Asian minority ethnic parents and I think um, I'm going to talk about some of the interesting statistics I found on Carers UK on a report that was called Half a Million Voices that was done back on in 2011 and I thought it was quite interesting because then, and we're thinking nine years ago, um, BAME carers made up half a million carers in the UK alone and saved the UK economy, the estate, 7.9 billion pounds a year. The research also found that even though there are so many carers from these backgrounds the services really there are hardly any services still um, and BAME carers do more caring compared to white British carers um, for me I can honestly say um, I never saw myself as a parent carer because my son obviously is my child and it's only really when he got to about six or seven years old and I realized actually I've been doing far more looking after him and caring than I would have done for a child who was born full term with no difficulties. Um, I was unable to work because we had four to five hospital appointments a week in various hospitals. Obviously he was on home oxygen. I was weaning him off um, myself and working with a respiratory nurse, um, although that wasn't very often. And I think also even thinking about that experience even working with the respiratory nurse, she seemed to think that I was more than capable of weaning him off the oxygen by myself. So even the lack of support was even there at the most detrimental time. Um, black, Asian and minority ethnic carers, as, um, as in that report, are at more risk of ill health, loss of employment and social exclusion. 
And I think that's actually completely true because I was unable to work. Um, I knew that no job was going to want me anyway. Having to keep taking most of the week off, it was impossible. My own health started to um, suffer when he was, I think when he got to about two and a half years old, because when he came home, he was on 16 medications a day and I could not have more than two hour sleeps. So um, his medication, some of his medication was falling within a two hour gap. So I could not sleep all the way through the night for the first two and a half years. I think the sleep through the night that I actually got was when he was in hospital itself. And then obviously then I started my round the clock care for him. Um, actually, something else really to I think to think about now during um, this time with COVID um, nineteen coronavirus actually is that there are many carers who are out there supporting other people, whether it's family members, whether it's actually care work, um, whether it's working for the NHS or frontline workers, and many of these people are from Black and um, Asian um, minority ethnic groups. I personally am going to be focusing more on the black group because even though I've got some great statistics about some of the other groups, um, as a mixed race woman and as a black woman, um, I can only really speak for the services that I've seen for myself and where it's um, Asian minority ethnic I can talk for other parents and other carers that I know personally. So with the whole um, coronavirus we're seeing really high numbers and we know that there's going to be some kind of report, some kind of investigation into that and I personally think really because of our exposure to working with people who are more likely to be unwell and caring for people in general and especially the rate of caring we do I think that is one of the main reasons why coronavirus is affecting us much more. Um, I myself have not had it but I have had five friends who have had it um, which is quite a high number because I, I knew nobody actually until about week three of the whole lockdown in the UK. 21% um, of BAME carers provide 50 or more hours a week care and for myself my care is non-stop. The only time I am not caring is if I go away or if my mum or um, my son's other grandmother has him for a night or a weekend. Um, obviously with this whole um, lockdown I've been with my son 24 hours a day like I think most people have been um, with no break no respite. Adding on top of that actually being um, doing homeschooling and homeschooling a child with special educational needs is actually a task in itself and that's been taken up between 15 to 20 hours a week actually of my time um, in the positive in a positive way actually I've got to know exactly where my son's gaps are because I knew he had gaps in his attainment due to his special needs but the fact that he's got no resources at home nobody on the phone to support him with actually any of his work and it feels like we've been almost abandoned in a way um, it's actually been quite challenging 
And I'm speaking to parents who are not just parent carers, but other parents in general across the UK, including parents even in Wiltshire, who are saying that they feel like um, the homeschooling is so difficult. And I know a lot of parents have had to actually abandon homeschooling. For my son, I know he's already behind. And personally, I don't want him to fall no further behind as he's the first year GCSEs. So I'm focusing on bringing his levels of attainment up. Um, there are a few teachers who are marking his work regularly and he seems to have increased his levels, which um, actually shows that I'm actually doing a good job and probably this one-to-one -one is what he needed at the time. <clears throat> Um, the figures also state, <clears throat> sorry about that, the 10% <coughs> of BAME carers provide 24-hour um, care. And I personally would, um, the research looks great, but I personally would question as to how many carers, I mean, because the carers they found was half a million. I believe that there's actually much more than that. Um, there are many more people that have caring roles that care for family members, also neighbours and relatives who are not in contact with any services, who do not see themselves as carers and who are not utilising any um, form of carers um, allowance or anything like that. I'm also an unpaid carer because I don't claim that. I have a small business um, and I work with women to overcome adversity. So for me, I am self-employed and that is my main um, source of income. Um, also, sorry, I'm gonna, you're going to keep seeing me looking down. But I've got my lovely little post-it notes, actually. Um, a quarter of a million bank carers work as well as care. And I'm just thinking, wow that's a lot of pressure and probably that is also why 60,000 at that time, 60,000, I think it was 120, being carers had poor health. And I'm thinking working full-time or part-time is challenging enough. Caring is challenging enough, whether it's full-time or part-time. Put the combination together, you're constantly busy, you constantly cannot even make doctor's appointments for yourself. Um, it's no surprising why high blood pressure and diabetes are really high amongst um, the black communities, black and Asian communities. <clears throat> and I can also, um, and they also found that in Hackney and Wandsworth, they had the highest percentage of poor health. That's not surprising to me at all. Um, as a carer myself, I've also had health challenges I've had to work through, especially in the last probably five years. And I think a lot of those challenges came down to the fact that I was so engrossed in caring for my son because I had to, at one point it was a stage of um, life and death. My son, I had to resuscitate my son a number of times a week actually when he was at his poorliest, when he was really unwell and he was at home. Um, so the, the caring itself actually takes a toll. Um, into the Indian community, 
actually at the time they found 7% of the Indian community had the poor health, the Caribbean community closely behind in 6%, and then the white other, which I'm assuming was the other minority ethnic groups, were just 6% as well. So my um, personal experience is that I think factors also such as language, um, access to health, which we know there's already inequalities in health. This is something I studied at university actually, um, at policy level and also at NHS um, management level, that there are inequalities in health, education, housing, and also policing. And that was my minor, I studied comparative um, policing international and right at this time I think where we have this uprising and people now talking about racism races races back on the agenda and people are really starting to see I think the incident with George Floyd which was just absolutely disgusting was um it's not something that's not happened before we have hundreds and thousands of people that have been killed at the hands of not just the police but also other racist incidences and um, even if we think about a young um the young man Stephen Lawrence who was a, a schoolboy. so I think at this time during lockdown people have so much more time now to reflect on not only just what they want for their life but also how society is and how really we're going to move forward um, for me, I'm just really about everybody. I just think everybody needs to move forward as one. And that means eradicating inequalities in all forms and in all structures. And I think right now with a lot of the uprising that's happening, we have to remember that people have had um, systematic abuse and racism going on for hundreds of years. Um, we have systems that are in place not really to um, benefit everybody equally and I think the message is black people are in general are not asking for special treatment they're asking for the same treatment so even as um, a parent carer myself even in the schooling I've got an older son, so we experienced um, specific incidences actually while he was at school. But my younger son has special needs. The amount of work, the time and energy I've had to put into making sure we can access those, um, putting in place an EHCP plan, which is similar for a statement, which would, um, it's a legal document stating the resources and what you would need to enable the child to have the same equal access um, all of those things have been such a, a drain on my energy actually and on us as a family because I've had to fight for those things I think a lot of it is usually left and people think that black especially black women are so strong they can do anything which is actually true to a degree but like all women we actually need support at some times and sometimes when we ask for support we have waited until the very last moment to ask for that support from outside agencies and I think it's things like that structures like that are now starting to be broken down um I think also because of things like access to health, sometimes we are not really seen as suffering with stress. And I think that's also another reason why we have 
high blood pressure and diabetes top of our um, of our agenda along with now strokes I'm meeting women who are black women some of them are carers as well who are having strokes in their early 40s I mean there's something actually really quite wrong if we are stressed to that level that we are suffering from strokes in their 40s and also um, women dying in their 40s so I've been to a number of funerals um, we've touched on schools we know with schools and um, children, black children, especially black boys, have been doing much worse than a lot of the other um, students. And we know a lot of that is not just down to capability, it's down to the infrastructures and the way systems are run. We also know that parent carers, especially, but also carers, are in the worst housing. Um, studies have found that. And also that in regards to um, things like policing, which is obviously not part of caring, but policing targets um, young black people more, males especially. So even if we're thinking about, there's some women that I know that have children that have autism, young black males who have autism. Now they are not gonna understand some of the little clues some of facial expressions, how to interact. So if you are, you have officers that are stopping some of these young people with special needs, I mean, there was a re report I was reading the other day, you can actually see those young people are ending up being taken to the station and sometimes imprisoned because they actually don't understand the system. Some of them do not even have full capacity to actually speak for themselves and should have somebody else with them. Um, yeah, and there's just a range of things actually like that. So those are some of the things um, to talk about. In regards to making carers visible, I think that is a fantastic theme actually for this year because I think carers, unpaid carers especially, have been invisible regardless of colour. But it's almost an assumption that a black or a Asian minority ethnic carer is not really a carer even though they're taking up a lot of their time some of them are unable to work because of their caring but they are still not seen as a carer so I think this is actually a brilliant um, theme for this year um, I think really for carers I've actually thought it's good for carers to just find local support now I came across I think at your carer centre I think my son was maybe about six or seven when I came across them actually and they have been fantastic for me um i've also i use the london buddhist center who have a carers group and they run free meditations etc for carers um hip hackney's independent parents forum i was a service user there they offer parents of children with um, special educational needs and disabilities I was also a steering group member there, so they do some fantastic events, but also I think more so is the being in a community with other um, parent carers, especially. Um, there are so much other things to think about. Um, it's worth telling your GP if you are a carer as well. They'll have that on the system and depending on your GP and practice, they may have you as a priority patient, but also um, other services will be available to you. Um, 
with in regards to things like um, your utility provider it's worth also letting them know that you are a carer and that you can be on their priority service as well for any breakdowns or any other things um, that are specific to any additional needs you might need as a parent carer and I think actually doing things like this actually being on lives being on pre-recorded um, videos and just sharing your story as a parent carer I am my background is also community work so for over 30 years I've worked mostly in Hackney but I've also worked um, further afield so I've worked for um, Bliss the premature baby charity myself and my son we've done quite a lot of campaigning work and press work with them we, we are a case study with them so we've done that around raising awareness of premature um, births and also babies and fighting for um, neonatal care as well also um, I've worked with other organisations actually where it's just been really beneficial for me because what it's done is allowed me to know about some of the systems and the services in place and also just be able to share that information with other carers so if I come across somebody who's a brand new carer or who is a parent with a child with special educational needs and doesn't know the field at all I just refer them to a lot of either organizations websites and information and I think really as carers we need to share the, those stories our expertise and also just get those voices heard I look for a lot of online events so even though my most of my life is not immersed in the whole caring field at the moment because I'm doing I'm working with women so I'm actually doing that work I'm also at times you can find me in that space um, in the whole special educational needs and disability space but also in the caring space because that gives me time away from being a worker myself to actually being a service user and actually getting support myself and for me I'm actually it's really a difficult time but I'm actually glad that race is now on the agenda and we are now thinking about looking at services and people are starting to question um, company um, politics setup how people operate I think this is really a really blessed time even though an extremely difficult time and concerning time for people who are really worried and who are constantly watching the news I think right now is the time for change and actually I think this is also the time for people to realize about how resilient they are most of us had not much warning or no warning at all about lockdown being impending and about the whole coronavirus and I know that has its own worries we are now having people who are suffering bereavements in isolation we are now having people who are dying on their own and family members who can't even attend funerals of loved ones but I think really now is the time to just start building your resilience and finding ways of building that resilience so for me I always suggest to um, women and I use it myself to start journaling because when we are actually faced with very difficult emotions and times it is so easy to just regurgitate it around and around in your head and um, writing it down gets it out and stops it 
spinning over and over and then you could actually use your head to think about and create space to do something else doing creative things and fun things actually are brilliant it's a brilliant time now in a way because this is a great pause uh, some people can call it a great awakening whatever you think this time is use it wisely i just think don't watch news as much especially if you know that you've got um anxiety because it's making a lot of people anxious my son also has anxiety so the news is actually banned in the house and it has been since i think week two of the lockdown i really used to have news banned but he started becoming obsessed with watching it and it was just increasing his anxiety and also um starting to develop some kind of social um, phobia when we was out so think about fun things reading um exercises even if it's just stretching i mean because some of us are really not got the inclination to do a full-out workout in our own in our home on our own use the support of family friends and professionals we are so blessed to have smartphones to have the internet to be able to record this recorded video for you actually to have things like whatsapp where you can do it for free or facetime um all social media platforms so we have got access to the world actually and we've now got access to more people than we ever had before so actually using that using that for good and for some support i personally have a gratitude jar which i keep trying to get my little gratitude jar and it has um oh here's my gratitude jar so i write in there little thing whoops things that i'm grateful for things that people have done um I put it in there and then days when I'm feeling quite tired or a little bit down I'll get it out and then I'll actually read it um, and actually this is from 2015 and this is actually I'm grateful for the sacred sister circle and having continued access to it and I remember that time because that was a time when I really needed a lot of um, support and stuff outside of me being in my work mode um, even though it's for myself and I found a wonderful sister circle being run by a woman that I know who has um, an organisation that was called Hands Inc. And they were running workshops for women and it was really about just coming into your womanhood, actually. Um, they also do workshops for women around menopause as well. So that was a great space for me to be in and that was actually a blessing because I was really looking for supportive outside space where I don't have to be Hyacinth the women's empowerment coach I don't have to be mum I don't have to be the aunt um, or the family support worker um, I don't have to be the community godmother I can just be me the carer and just have time with myself to actually spend with myself and also express myself um, and also something else that I use I try to use daily is meditation and I'm trying to do this with my son he's still quite reluctant to do it but actually just listening to on YouTube they've got ones that are even as short as five minutes five minute guided meditations and breathing exercises because it really can change your state especially if you're feeling really stressed in the toilet lock the door five minute meditation um they're all things that can really help you actually 
so um yeah i hope it's, you found this useful i'm actually just going to end and just ask you to close your eyes if you want to if not just listen to this it's from a really lovely book um, about resilience and it's actually a woman called Anna Barnes um, and it's actually a short piece that's called this too shall pass so I'll read it to you when you're going through a tough time it can feel as if things will never change perhaps you move to a new place struggle to make friends and think you will always be alone or your relationship ends and you feel as if the pain and heartache will never stop. Whatever the situation, remind yourself that this too shall pass. What is stressful now will be just the memory within a few weeks, months or years. Nothing lasts forever. Everything changes with time, especially the way you see things. And I think that's just a, a really wonderful place to end because... The lockdown has not lasted forever, even though it felt like that at the beginning. Structures are starting to change now in society. So this is an absolutely blessed time, as well as difficult, because we can't see what the outcome is. I think the more people that raise their vibration and actually think about it will create positive, is the more positive that actually will happen. Um, and all I'd like to say really is thank you to Hackney Carer Centre, thank you to HIP, thank you to the London Buddhist Centre, thank you to Hands Inc, thank you to all the other parents and carers and the people I know, thank you to all the organisations who are doing all of the much needed research. I think it's time for some new research now because that research was so insightful but that was 2011. Thank you also to everybody and all the people we are actually caring for, for teaching us something new about ourselves daily. And also thank you to the universe actually for having our back, for also, for always being there. If there's anything else you wanna um, find out, if there's any other questions you've got, please feel free to put them in the posts that are gonna be on the YouTube, my YouTube channel, Hyacinth J Myers Official. Also on Hackney Carers Facebook page and their Instagram page as well. Um, I think they've got a YouTube um, page, so hopefully this will make it onto their YouTube page as well. I am more than willing to get back to you. And also just to remember a quote from my own book actually, which is about the seven steps for overcoming adversity and transforming your life and that is that we are soul we are not let me think because my energy is still so high we are not victims of our circumstances we are soul conscious creators of our future so on that note i'd love to wish you a wonderful day stay blessed take care make sure you keep following hackney carer center and all the other centers that are close by to you Make sure you reach out for help and make sure that you stay well. Take care. Bye.